welcome to another episode of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Our guest today is Patrick Keller. Patrick is an educator, blogger, and the host of the Big Seance Podcast, which is a place for para-nerds to have an open discussion on all things paranormal, but specifically on topics like ghosts and hauntings, paranormal research, spirit communication, psychics and mediums, and life after death. He's the founder of the now inactive Missouri Spirit Seekers and has spent a lot of time experimenting with spirit communication tools and techniques, such as EVP, electronic voice phenomena. Patrick's education includes a bachelor's and master's degree in music education, but does refer to himself as a nerd that loves spending time in cemeteries taking photographs. For more information on Patrick and his Big Seance podcast, feel free to visit BigSeance.com. So without further ado, hello, Patrick Keller, and welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Yay! Hello, Sandra. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I I thought I was finding you randomly, and I found your website. I'm like, who's this guy? And I write to you, and and you've already written about me on your blog. I thought, <laughs> oh, you know who I am. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of posts out there. I used to, you know, for a while, I blogged daily before the podcast. And so I was looking for lots of, I was just craving topics and things to write about. And, you know, it's just kind of gradually morphed into a different form like the podcast. Yeah, it's all excellent. I mean, it's all great information and you get to share. And of course, you and I both are researchers and, you know, are fascinated and, you know, everything we get, we want to share with other people. Exactly. Yeah. So how about a little bit about you and your story and how this whole world opened up to you i mean have you always been a as a young man were you interested in this kind of thing or well i'll let you, know, you speak oh well that's okay i i feel like i'm not typical at all okay my i've always called it my spiritual shift my listeners have heard that several times okay and it didn't start until less than 10 years ago honestly hmm. um i'm sure i found ghost stories and things like that to be cool growing up uh but in general and and I know um, a lot of your listeners are are very interested in the you know life after death aspect, and uh, you know there may be some some listeners grieving and things like that. I my family have experienced very little death, mm. honestly. Okay. And so for me, it's just been a cool thing that all of a sudden hit me. It was a combination between <laughs> nerdy things like Ghost Hunters coming out, you mm-hmm. know, the TV show. Yeah. And then James Van Prague's uh, Ghosts Among Us. Oh. It was a a bin that I found at Borders, I think, at the time. It was, I don't know if it was a bargain bin or something. And I just found it and I went, hmm, that's interesting. And that led to this year or two of nonstop like book a week reading about paranormal spiritual topics and and there were a lot of other i'm sure little things that went into it was pretty much a summer where all this this hit me and uh it it didn't take long for me to (laughs) 
<laughs> so I think I started a lot of this way too early than, you know, I was ready, but I started uh, reading and learning how to channel and uh, learning about EVP and other spirit communication things and uh, astral travel and all these things that I was so not ready for because <laughs> it was just too early. I was just reading about it. Uh, but I've tried a lot of things and I've, you know, I've taken some, a few classes on uh, mediumship and, and things. But in, in general, I don't tend to have any abilities. I've, ex- I've had experiences, but usually in a more kind of paranormal investigation, uh, EVP, you know, hearing, knocking, those types of things. And I'm not always successful either. Um, right. it, it kind of gradually, I'm mixing things up a little bit, but that's okay. You know, after the blog and podcast, you know, I, I still do some spirit communication stuff occasionally. I've been a big fan of the Ouija board, which is interesting because I've never gotten any response from the Ouija board. So I'm fairly, um, open about that. And I'm, I'm also kind of openly skeptical about things. And uh, it's, I call myself a paranerd, yeah. <laughs> it's so great you bring up the Ouija board because uh, I just had a guest on that was really anti, and he's a medium. And mm-hmm. then one of my upcoming guests that I'll be interviewing within the next couple of days, like that's her specialty, like tying that into spirit communication. Mm-hmm. And then to hear you speak of it, I'm like, yeah, because, you know, it doesn't have to be something out of the movies. It's simply a a tool with letters and numbers on it that if, you know, messages can come through, they certainly can be good ones, you know? So I'm open. Well, I think a lot of people automatically think about that one experience they had, which I never had, by the way, that first Ouija experience growing up. Yeah. You know, they think about the party they were at or a group of kids or, you know, maybe it involved alcohol or maybe it was college. And it's like, well, of, duh! <laughs> of course, Look, you're going I know. to have a weird experience if if that's what it was. I mean, I have a hard time, um, you know, trying to use the Ouija board with somebody else right now because you don't want to not trust someone. But it's like I can only trust myself right now. So usually, I use the Ouija board alone, and I know that's um, a lot of people frown upon that. But I mean, like I said, I've had. I always make a joke that, you know, the Ouija board sitting here being a coaster on my table because I've gotten <laughs> nothing from it in mm. like three or four years. So, well, maybe that's not your gig. I mean, I think for all of us, if there's right. something that we find that we're passionate about, we go for it and then it just gets better and better. And and so, you know, it could be now, it could be never, it could be 10 years from now. I know a lady that has a piece of paper. It's like a note card, um, good size note card. And she's got all the letters of the alphabet on it. And then she's got numbers on it. And what she does is she sits and she meditates and... Uh, you know, she's got her eyes open, but she'll just follow whichever um, letters that this. She uses a um, a little crystal that's flat on the bottom, and mm-hmm. it'll it'll point to different letters. And what she writes are these beautiful uh, poems of philosophy. And I mean, it's fantastic. But I mean, it's the same kind of thing. You know, you're being directed to stop your finger at certain letters and things and uh i mean she's got some really profound words of wisdom so i mean it's same thing i think but anyways off yeah, the fascinating. ouija board and back on to you um what 
in your travels, if just because the, the title of the show is We Don't Die, um, do you have any stories that make you really believe that, you know, life after death is real and we as human beings have nothing to fear as far as, you know, when our time comes? Uh, I, it's interesting. Um, I was, there was a week where, or two, I think it was two weeks where I decided this is when I jumped into my first heavy EVP experiment. Mm -hmm. And I think I went, gosh, I went like the first week without really getting much. And when I jump into things, I tend to jump hard into things mm. and I don't go halfway and I'm, I'm very OCD. And, yeah. You get all the right equipment and you just do oh, yeah. everything. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'm a teacher and of course this was a summer, so I had time, but you know, I was spending um, probably several hours, two, three hours every day on this and, you know, trying to do it right, doing my research. And uh, all of a sudden it was like a, a week into it. And I started getting knocks. Knocks. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm fairly skeptical too, but knocks that seem to come through the wall or the ceiling, different places in the room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mind automatically goes to okay well i know you know you get familiar with noises around your house whether things. it's the boiler or yeah right 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 that kind of thing yep. you know like i i know that uh and this was in our previous house but i know that when you would turn the shower off or if you ran hot water you know it would knock a little bit in the wall for like a minute or two and mm-hmm. and you get used to those things but these knocks were coming from near me in the room i was in and they didn't always sound, you know, like educated responses, <laughs> you know, but but often they were very clear and obvious. And this happened on about, I'd say, two sittings for sure. And in my mind right there, I was like, there's absolutely no way that this could have any other explanation and i think i knew i've always i've had a really uh good strong faith that like that life after death exists i mean i've read i don't think you could read and read and read about this stuff and be like no it's not true right you know? yeah but uh that that was very cool and that was kind of early on in my journey and you know every i don't have a lot of people around me that you know kind of join in this nerdiness so no, you're like no, privately celebrating yeah, right. <laughs> all of these cool things. And, you know, I've had my uh, little experiences. I've had a dream every now and then that I feel like has been a visit. I have a story yesterday, actually. These things don't happen often. But yesterday I was watching. Do you ever watch the Hollywood medium? Yes. Okay. I'm addicted to that show. Oh. And I love. Tyler and I and I've wanted he's to talk a young to Tyler man. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he's so hip and cool and nerdy too, yeah. I'm sure. And he was reading Bobby Brown and everybody's going to think, "Oh yeah, of course." And he's going to reach out to Whitney and he's going to But it see I, he seems so genuine to me. And he doesn't know and, where he's going ahead of time, does he? Right. He did in in fact he didn't even recognize Bobby Brown. Yeah, because he's too young. Why would he know who Bobby Brown is? Yeah. He's like 20 or 21 or something like Mm -hmm. that. And 
he does, it's it's so moving and touching and i i watched that whole segment it was the last segment of the show and bobby brown cried and was so appreciative and it was definite validation that whitney and her daughter both came oh, through yes. and i picked up my phone to go you know do some work in the kitchen and you know i finished lunch i was watching the tv and I never, ever have Apple Music or any music going on my phone. I know that sounds weird because I'm a music teacher, but most of the time I have a podcast going. And I know weird things sometimes happen with devices and stuff, too. But I picked up my phone and woke it up, an iPhone, and my Apple Music was open, which I probably had been a week or two since I'd used Apple Music. And it was Whitney Houston's One Moment in Time hmm. <laughs> staring at me on the phone. Yeah. And uh, so I listened to it, and that's always been my my favorite song. Now I probably haven't listened to that song in in a few years, and uh, for sure I haven't listened to it on on Apple Music. I haven't had Apple Music that long, and I just thought, thank you, Whitney. <laughs> Whether it was Whitney or or my guides, I, I don't know what it was, but she's always you know as a as a musician, she's. You know, later on in life, you start realizing how much these, even if they're, you know, cheesy pop stars, but their music and their life kind of had an effect on you. And so that was cool. And that was just a simple little thing. And just a little reminder. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, that's cool. I need these every now and then. They don't happen very often. You know, this is interesting. Um, A little bit about me, you know, so I just went to the Arthur Finley College and took a course on trance mediumship and people in my life. very jealous. Yeah. Well. Thank you. It, it's it's <laughs> awesome. Um, but anyways, people in my life know that I'm into this life after death stuff, but really aren't too interested. And so, you know, some of it's starting to get a little bit weird, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, my poor mother someday is going to hear from somebody. Oh, did you hear Sandra went to a seance, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm thinking, God, I got to tell her some of this stuff or else, you know, if this does come from another person, you know, poor thing is going to think I'm just a nut job and so a devil worshiper or yeah <laughs> and and so you know because a lot of it she says just go do your thing you don't need to tell me about it you know if it makes you happy it makes me happy so it's not like i'm hiding anything well so this last week i, I really witnessed some great things in england and uh i said geez how how could i you know just gently break into this with my mom just so she doesn't freak out if it comes from somebody else and i said well you know if only i could bring up the conversation of the movie ghost because now through whoopi goldberg patrick swayze's character stepped in and spoke through whoopi and that's pretty much what trance uh speaking is trance communication so i just kind of didn't even realize i paid much attention to this thought so when I talked to my mom after I got back from my trip, she said, how was your trip? Oh, it was good. It was good. And she says, you know, I've been, I've been uh, thinking about your father, you know, and she says, I'll never forget that scene in Ghost when Patrick Swayze talks through Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and she says, I just hope, you know, that that, that stuff is real. And, and then, you know, as a sign, Patrick, it's like, Ma, you know, I was just in this course, and if it's okay with you, I'd love to tell you a little bit about it, because it actually has something to do with, you know, that movie. And she said, okay. So I got to express it. Now, who was it that planted that seed in my mother's head to bring up that scene from Ghost? Because in Mm -hmm. all these years, you know, Mom and I have never talked about that, 
you know, so it's like, hmm. Yeah. 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 And she didn't judge me. She just like went, wow. You know, so just open the door. Yeah. I've been fortunate to have an immediate family who kind of joins in my nerdiness. (laughs) I don't know if I pulled them in or if we all just kind of gradually went with it. When I started my paranormal investigation team, you know, we were, we were really only active for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. It was my family. It was my mom, my dad, my sister and her partner. And, uh, you know, and, and I knew I could trust them and it was fun. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I think that, I think there's people in our lives that would be interested if they only knew, but there's part of our egos. It's like, Oh, people think I'm crazy if I bring up this stuff, you know? So, yeah. You know, it doesn't come up at work very often. No, (laughs) I wouldn't think. Yeah, I wouldn't think. So what, where else should we go? What should I ask you? Here you are, uh, king of podcasts, and you're a host yourself. Um, what should I be asking you next, Patrick? Hmm, let's, uh, well, I can tell you that I, well, this isn't very paranormal, uh, but I started the last two years um, a music production course in our district, I have a lot, I'm in a large district with five middle schools wow. and I teach middle school and uh, I was involved with two or three other people in creating this music production and technology course, which there's not a lot to compare it to. There's, you know, it's a fairly new thing and we were very fortunate to have our district say, this is something that we're interested in doing, put it together. And I was already into podcasting. I mean, this is my uh, one of my passions, and it's what I spend my time doing when I'm not at work. And we created a course, and I knew that I was going to put some podcasting in it because, duh. Mm-hmm. And so the last two years, it's it's funny how techy I've become. Mm-hmm. And because it's kind of, to to kids, to middle school nowadays, this is kind of old tech. You know, computers and microphones, That's it's cool. But it's old tech. And so they, they're not familiar with those things. You know, a chunky computer, they're like, what? I've got my iPad in front of me. What do I need to do? All I have to do is touch it, you know. <laughs> so that's been kind of um, another journey of mine the last two years. And uh, I, I hope I've inspired some future podcasters out there. And I've heard some other cool passions and topics that they're interested in in their podcasts. Some of which I'm surprised to learn are paranormal and and things like that but uh it's thank you for doing that yeah it's great because i we all have our passions we have interests and there's always somebody willing to listen who's right where you were uh yeah so if if somebody feels passionate about a podcast or writing a book or like all those things are possible and there's people that want to learn so uh let me just ask you why how'd you get the name the big seance I have always, well, I'm trying to narrow down to the day that I came came up with that. I've it's, it's unique. The vision of a seance, I guess, has always been fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I'm totally obsessed with like Victorian days and spiritualism, and it just seemed like a really cool word. And you know, and to me, I guess in my mind, a metaphor just for all things curious about the afterlife and the other side and reaching out. And I've always 
considered that to be what I'm doing. Not so much now. I don't really experiment as much now, but there for a while, it was really heavy into it and reaching out and just looking for any message, any sign and, and having respect while doing it and just wanting to learn and being moved by it all. Yes. And I guess it's just a, a metaphor to me of anything in life where we're not sure, but we have faith that it exists. And for some people that might involve, you know, pa- passed over loved ones. And I don't think it has to be something cheesy like a, a physical seance with crazy stuff flying around. But I think it's like, is just a metaphor of, reaching out and wanting to find answers. And I think a lot of things that we do and you and I probably are a seance, even though it's not, it might not necessarily be around a table with the spirit trumpet and things like that. But, um, and then I don't know how the big seance came, came into it. I don't remember that, but no, that's uh, right. It's fit. It, it fits just about every, I've never come into a situation where I'm like, well, this doesn't fit my whole nerdy big seance thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it all fits in my mind. It does. And somebody said um, not too long ago to me, you know, the word seance, just you start envisioning, you know, some creepiness and, you know, people gathered in circles and the lights going out and trying to bring through people. But they said that the meaning of the word seance or I haven't, checked this but it it means meeting you know like coming together mm-hmm. in a meeting and so um it perfectly fits what it is that you're doing and you know you seem like you're on the exploration too how many uh episodes do you have i think i'm getting ready to produce my 93rd congratulations thank you yeah i i usually produce an episode every couple of weeks mm-hmm uh, I wish it could be like a full-time thing where that's all I did was pump out episodes, but I tend to put a lot of thought and editing. I get kind of crazy with editing and sound. And so sometimes I spend, people would probably laugh at me or think <laughs> I wouldn't last a day on that, but sometimes I'll spend 10 hours on an episode and I have to force myself <laughs> to stop. So uh, doing an episode every other week is, is plenty hardcore for me the way I've been doing it lately unless I figure out how to chill a little bit and (laughs) just do it and put it out well the Sandra school of podcasts is record it unless there's you know a coughing or sneezing spree put it out there you know and uh (laughs) and I don't have all the the gadgets and the microphones and everything but I know our words are important and sometimes you know we can listen through the static or or whatever really to hear the words that are meaningful for us so um you're passionate about your podcast yes Yes, yes. Yes. And what is it that that you're so, why are you so passionate about it? I had to tell you it was a little show called the Paranormal Paranormal Podcast. I'm sure you're familiar with Jim Harold. Yes. And I it was I think it was after I got my first iPhone. I was told by they said, "You know, have you heard about these things called podcasts?" And really I was like 3 years Three years late for the when podcasting came out. It was mm-hmm. like 2005, but this was 2008. And in those days, 
even if it was your iPhone, you know, you had if you wanted to listen to a podcast, you had to like load it up on your computer, get a cord, and <laughs> yes, all that. It was a little different, but um, actually, it was before my iPhone because I think I was it was with an iPod, and that's how typically how people started listening back then. You must be old, Patrick. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it, it seems old when you start to. I mean, podcasting has come a long way in twelve years. It it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding with you. complicated back then. Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. And uh, for probably two years, the only podcast I ever listened to was Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast. And I would listen to it religiously, and I would wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like my Saturday activity. And I would miss it if he was late or if he didn't put it out. And I would contact him and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. What's coming? And... I just loved it so much. And he already had, you know, a hundred or whatever episodes by then. So for a whole summer, I just binged every one of his episodes and it was kind of it, my own little education in the paranormal. And so along with that book I mentioned and ghost hunters, I mean, I had that paranormal podcast. I really do feel like I went through kind of a little school. And so really my first passion with this was the investigating and the blogging. And I think it was Jim himself. Jim um, kind of experimented with having a course on podcasting three, four years ago. And I just replied to one of his things online and said, well, this sounds pretty cool. And he says, you know, I think you should do it. And, uh, <laughs> then you know in the back of my mind I'm like are you sure because it's going to be paranormal and kind of like what you do are you sure yes <laughs> but he uh he taught me I I joined his course and I think I was his first you know graduate of his course and since he was all I knew about podcasting at the time it it totally made sense and I hope I've kind of grown into my own thing now I I try very hard to not be just uh, a uh, Jim Harold clone. I think I've got my own nerdy thing going on, but I've been very appreciative of his inspiration and he does excellent work. And I think after blogging, I mean, blogging was very cool, but I think it's where I needed to go. So, you know, every couple of years you get kind of a new, I don't know, like I used to, there was a summer I crocheted for a summer. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, and that was really fun and I loved it. And now I'm like, okay, that's done. You know, it's been years since I've crocheted and I don't care about crocheting, but that's kind of how <laughs> things work with me. I don't know if I'm hoping podcasting is forever, but it was just one of those things. It was a fascination and an obsession and I jumped into it and I don't do anything halfway. I don't have kids, so I can, you know, sit here for hours at a time getting my nerd fest on. You're so funny. But also, it's been a, I, I'm assuming you're like me, that each guest you speak to, you get something for your own life out of it. Absolutely. The, I've, I've got a lot of friends now that have just been guests. Uh, when I first started coming up with, you know, my guest roster, I, I went to books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Your book was one of the hundreds of books that <laughs> I went through in, you know, a year, two or three. And I said, okay, I'm just going to start reaching out to all of these authors. And then I started talking to them. And 
I also have some guests that – well, let me back up. I, I, I said from the beginning that my tagline was kind of going to be my paranormal world. So the big seance, my paranormal world. Uh-huh. And so I really wanted things to resonate with me if I was going to cover anything thing or research anything. And so I just kind of naturally what popped up in my face, what was on my mind at the time, the the books that I was reading. And so sometimes it was just a listener that popped up and emailed me and said, hey, you know, this was so cool. I was moved by this. And I'd say, okay, cool. Come on, let's talk about it. And that's how I ended up meeting um, a few of my uh, medium friends from the UK, which then kind of led me into learning about how things are in the UK with mediumship and all things spiritual. And, and they're very good friends. And, you know, then those connections lead you to other connections. That's how I ended up getting connected with Uri Geller and Guy Lyon Playfair, you know, from the Society for Psychical Research. And Good so for it's you. very, I know I, it was such a cool experience, but I didn't reach out for that. You know, it kind of landed in my lap because of just soaking myself in the, the community of things that naturally kind of come my direction. I don't, I'm not a, I'm very much an introvert, so I don't throw myself out there a lot and say, oh my gosh, I must have this guest and they're a big name. I must have that guest. And so, and and there are times too, where there's a couple weeks where I'm like, uh, what am I going to (laughs) do? I'm, I'm not, nothing's going on this week, you know, but uh, sometimes you have to stretch it a little bit, but I really want it to be something that's kind of natural. Yeah. That resonates. I don't know if that answered your question. But. I don't even remember what the question was, so it's just fine. <laughs> Patrick, are there some common threads from the people that you've interviewed about life after death, about um, maybe how mediums can communicate with people? Uh, anything that you can think of, you know, purpose of life, those kind of those kind of things that you seem to be like an underlying message that see, seems to come through. Well, you know what popped in my head when you asked that was that moment early on in my spiritual shift, like I was saying, uh, when I was reading a lot of books by mediums and psychics, the first thing that popped in my head was that moment when I decided I wasn't scared. Oh. I wasn't afraid. I grew up with dogma of kind of a Southern Baptist background and I'd kind of run away from that and was in this state of, you know, I believe in God and I, but I, you know, I, you know, the dogma is what I was kind of running away from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have, you don't know what you think about heaven or hell or a devil with horns and, you know, (laughs) is heaven in the clouds? What is it? And kind of early on in this spiritual shift, I, you know, read so many books by psychics and mediums that were starting to have that thread that you're talking about. Yes. Saying the same thing. And I was like, it was even a, uh, bless her heart, Sylvia Brown. She's, she's a little out there, but it was, you know, I read several books by her and I thought, you know what? This is cool. And I don't think it matters necessarily, you know, what uh, dogma <laughs> you hold or are running away from. 
um, I, I'm not afraid anymore because I really do think, and it's not that I was afraid. I do know people who are truly afraid of death, mm-hmm. but it was very calming to all of a sudden figure that out. And because like I said, I haven't had a lot of, uh, I have a very young family with not a lot of death that we, that I've experienced that, of people that I'm close to. And so, you know, I, I don't have those experiences so much, but learning about that was very cool. And that also kind of pushed me to learn more because it was exciting. I do get frustrated sometimes. I've talked about this in my show. What, you know, the things that aren't in the thread, (laughs) you know, when one medium says, no, no, this definitely, definitely, this is what happens when you cross over. Uh And then, you know, another one will say something slightly different. And I'm like, uh, can it be both? I don't know. Yeah, I know. You know, and I think that comes with reading so much at one time, you know, I was reading about a lot of psychics and mediums and that led me to believe that, you know, I think maybe it's just different for everybody. You know, there's that kind of open concept of when I cross over, whatever I expect to happen, maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe that's what I'm going to see. Maybe these are the buildings that I'm going to see when I'm, when I've crossed over. Maybe it's not going to be the exact same shaped building that Sylvia Brown says it's going to be with the Akashic records or, or whatever, maybe I'm going to expect a roller rink and a Barnes and Noble. And (laughs) maybe that's, what's going to be up there. I don't know. I'm being really, no, but it's true. When you think of our lives, if somebody, you know, has never been to planet earth and, you know, asks us, you know, what's, what's life like, you know, well, we got billions of people that are all going to tell a different story. Because we all, I mean, there's going to be certain threads to it. You know, you need sleep at night and you wake up and there's this food. But, you know, short of that stuff, it's like we all have our different independent journeys. And I personally think in the death process and near-death experiences and things that it's just as individualized. I mean, certainly there's some common threads, um, but it's different. And also, you know, we've got, we all have to deal with this ego, you know, the mind that thinks we're all knowing and we're all so great and special and gets us to be afraid and, you know, all this stuff, like everything Mm -hmm. from, it it doesn't, uh, I've interviewed enough, my fair share of mediums and psychics and yeah, there's some things that resonate is, is, the truth and i look i ask people always really look for what resonates within you but then there's been some wacky stuff and it's like well you know i got to remember all this channeling or all this information um everything actually does go through the mind of the person right you know so right don't if, if anybody's interested in following the path of and i think you are because you listen to my show and now perhaps patrick's as well but listen for what resonates for you in your life uh don't take anybody's word for it that it's going to be this way you know what works for you um patrick what do you think the point is of life any any sense from um your interviews and your own experiences well i've always to me it makes sense i know some people roll their eyes when they hear that life is a school or that we're here Mm -hmm. to, to learn and, and reincarnation kind of, I guess comes into question and play there where how many times do we need to come down (laughs) to, to replay this, to learn lessons and things. But to me, that kind of makes sense. And if, 
yeah, it makes sense teaching you how to keeping you to be a good person. If uh, <laughs> if you know you're going to have to come down and replay it, maybe in a situation that's worse. Yes. Uh, and I and I'm speaking about it very simply because I'm definitely not a uh, not an expert, but and I don't have the words. But that to me that makes sense, and I like that idea because I, gu- I guess that's isn't that something that sometimes someone who doesn't believe or um, uh, I like when you meet an atheist and and they start talking about uh, you know why they don't believe, and I'm like, well, but you're what keeps you a good person? I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that doesn't. Maybe that's its own dogma too. But because I know very nice atheists, <laughs> sure. Like, well, there should be, um, you know, there's something going on. If you're, I don't know, maybe being a good person doesn't have anything to do with it. And that was a weird tangent. No, it's all right. The, the woman who just taught my my course at the Arthur Finley College, she was an atheist, and then weird stuff started happening to her, and you know, things coming into her mind, and you know, and and just hearing her journey. I mean, those, some of those are the most fascinating stories. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, do you have any favorite episodes of yours, or, or certain guests that you went, wow, you know, any of those eye opening, inspirational, mind blowing kind of conversations well i can tell you that my conversation with uri geller and guy lion playfair they were both those big guests that just landed in my lap and i was so i'm i'm nervous anytime i interview somebody Mm -hmm. by the way it's every time it doesn't matter who it is i sit here and get nervous about it because i'm yeah i mean i'm not not a journalist yo you know um, (laughs) you are nerd you are (laughs) yeah that was those two experiences were very cool and to hear them just be human and and enjoy a conversation that was cool um and i i really had fun researching and preparing for those but also recently i had shannon taggart have you heard of shannon taggart I have, is she the one who does the spirit photography yes yes for like 15 years i i think it was somewhere something like that 15 years she's she's been to arthur findley yeah she's done lilydale and and has spent a lot of time mainly in lilydale and she's a photojournalist and takes pictures of not just you know, the crazy physical stuff that would go on in sittings or seances, mm-hmm. but also just life like in Lilydale and of the mediums. And that was an interesting episode. And one of the, believe it or not, if you have a show called the big seance podcast, it's one of the only episodes I've had that really talked about that physical stuff that supposedly happens that we all want to see. And yeah, and her photography is so interesting and some of it, we talked about it in that episode that I had with her. Some of it looks scary, but not at all. <laughs> you know, she's like, that's not what it is. I, I was very, it was a very cool experience. And that was cool. I, I you know, I talked to a lot of psychics and mediums and some of them you've never heard of. Right. And some of them you have. Yeah. And everybody you know, 
everybody has their cool uh, moments that that makes them special. And you know, like I said, meeting people earlier, meeting people has been really really cool and to uh, kind of add their friendship to the Rolodex. It's nice. It's yeah. nice. It's nice to share this with like-minded people. And, and you know, you're funny talking about how your podcast was going to be different than the other guys. And even when I wrote my book, I mean, you know, there's hundreds of life after death books. But, you know, you take somebody that's interested in the subject. They're not going to just buy one book. They're going to see who else is out there. And right. I know um, you and I probably share some of the same listeners and are not aware of it. Uh, and I'm sure we will after this episode, but also there's a, a gal you've interviewed her, Roberta Grimes, mm-hmm. who we share listeners and we're just different cuts and the same, I don't say it's the same topic because, but we all have something to do with this, this world of what's possible. Her show is called seek reality. And I know from the responses I get from listeners, you know, maybe somebody's never going to go to the Arthur Finley College. Maybe somebody's never going to experiment with electronic voice phenomena. Maybe somebody is never going to go to a seance. You know, they're rare, but, you know, maybe there'll be more of them in the future. But by nature of listening to so many like-minded human beings that each have their own angle, they're coming in on the conversation, to take a human being from feeling alone, asking questions about who am I, what is my life for, you know, thinking about the fears that we have, and then all of a sudden creating this community of people that are into this stuff, that have these great messages that, you know, you're you're a somebody, you're important, you're guided by a team of invisible people, your loved ones are still around. I mean, I think for me, and probably for you, you know, this is the sandbox I like playing in. Yeah, you've got a, don't you have like a a conference or symposium? Yeah, in September. Yeah, the Afterlife And and that's probably a a community there. Yeah. You know, that's a a cool, and I've never been to a conference of that sort. I've been to paranormal conferences, and I've interviewed a few people who have been to those conferences for years, and that's what they say. It's, this is a community. This is the you know, only place I could come and be weird and 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 nerdy about this paranormal stuff, and everybody gets it. <laughs> yeah, the joke I think is that there's more weirdos like us in our lives. It's just people are too afraid to share. You know, um, people have had really crazy experiences. You know, whether it's they know the phone's going to ring and they know who's who's on the other end. But you know, once you kind of open this up. People want to share, like, oh, let me tell you what happened to me. And I think, you know, my vision for the future is that not just having these podcasts to turn to, but people end up creating groups in their community that you can get together. You know, not, you're not necessarily going ghost hunting, but you may be, but you have a group of like-minded individuals. And I tell you, whether it's the invisible world that's around you, empowering you, and with addition, people that are alive and well that are your friends and are supporting you and what you're up to makes a one heck of a great life. Yeah. And it, this day and age with social media, there, there are no excuses anymore for sitting and being afraid to jump out there and learn and find your community. Mm-hmm. If I mean, I would just encourage people even just a simple search 
on Facebook, let's say, yeah. for a topic about life after death or, or grieving or, I mean, there are so many communities out there of, I mean, and, and you don't have to leave your living room, you know? No. And we are connected. I have a lot of less listeners that are going to come meet me at the symposium and they're, they're nervous to meet me. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm nervous to meet you. You know, I sit, <laughs> right, I right. sit in my pajamas recording these interviews to, you know, just talking on the phone with somebody. And now I, I actually get to meet people that I, you know, have invested their time listening. Like I'm thrilled. I'm just a normal gal, you know? <laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm excited. Let me just touch on something because uh, I know you've, uh, dealt with you and your paranerds, things like uh, ghosts and hauntings. Um, I I don't get too much into scary stuff on my show, but um, how do you, what do you think of the world of, um, you know, are there ghosts? Are there people haunting homes? I mean, is it something we need to be afraid of? Uh, you know, that, that world. What do you think? Well, I have to tell you that first of all, I haven't had for someone who's interested in the having the experience of paranormal, uh-huh. uh, you know, activity or whatever, um, I haven't had a lot of them. And like the Ouija board, people are saying, "Oh, it's horrible! You shouldn't even have it in your room or whatever." And <laughs> oh, I'm like, those "Really? People? I bet you I'm those just people here haven't had them either." It. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't have things flying across my room. Uh, and you know, there are some <laughs> back in my days of investigating. There were some experiences or some, you know, cases where nothing happened and I'd spent months going through everything. I would have even welcomed something scary. Yes. (laughs) And nothing happens. But to me, and I'll go back to kind of what I said about Shin and Taggart, people often, you know, I have those two listeners for my podcast. I kind of lump paranormal and spiritual in my brain a lot because to me it's kind of one question it's one uh bubble but i i've had to learn to realize that i've got people that tune into more of the spiritual things and people who turn into more of the quote paranormal you know haunting ghost things but to me none of that is scary at all uh i've been known to cry in a paranormal investigation before because you just you might not have gotten a clear response from something or someone, but just feeling that I think maybe I could be communicating with someone. And if all of a sudden you're in that moment, what are you going to ask? You know, what would you want to know about someone who, I don't know, may or may not be feel like they're trapped here or, you know, it's just, it's, it's a very um, human thing for me, but uh, I don't know where I was going this, but yeah, I, I did have to kind of realize that there are some people that are in, in it or being fascinated by ghosts and hauntings. I don't necessarily buy into the whole negativity thing. Mm-hmm. And I have a real skepticism for as soon as I hear the word demonic mm-hmm. and, and things like that. I just don't, we were talking about resonating. I don't think it resonates. Like to me, I'm like, it's almost something fictional that people buy into uh, i mean certainly be careful but when you've had no experiences of too much negative i mean i guess there's there's icky energy and and negative energy but um 
I don't get too afraid anymore. Uh, and I and I don't want to write off experiences people have had either. Right. But you know, I don't I don't it's I don't get too afraid. I think it's all cool. Now, yes, I if I watch a really super freaky movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to keep the lights on for a yes. while, you know. Yeah. Things like that, but I think that's a lot of that is our mind, but I also don't since I don't watch scary movies as much as I used to. I know a lot of time people who kind of go uh, through their own little spiritual shift will say that, that they, they just don't go there and they don't have the interest anymore. I do. I am a sucker for a good, you know, haunted house movie, you know, the old school haunted house ghosts. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to get that nerd out of me, but it's, it's also just fun. (laughs) It is. (laughs) You know, I'm, I just had this, uh, thought you know tom and lisa butler which i'm sure oh yeah you know them uh, behind the scenes at electronic voice phenomena and the association of trans communication they're, they're the ones that got me started in the world of, of doing these recordings but you know they told a story they were behind the scenes when the movie white noise came out back in whenever that was the 90s mm-hmm. i guess and their intent on sharing this technology was, you know, what they were getting through was all these great loving messages, some humor, and then all of a sudden a horror film comes out, you know, and I think they had told me, you know, one of their first reaction was was like, oh no, that's not what this is about. So on one hand, you know, you think you don't want people scared that you're going to get these crazy, scary messages because of the movie, but on the other hand, what they said is that movie brought a technology that no one's heard of before so it got hundreds of thousands of people interested in doing these recordings and i think probably like going on the the paranormal search for some ghosts and hauntings if that's the thing that gets you in the door you know opens the door for you to check out what's possible i think that's the time that there can be so much more coming and sometimes people's spiritualities come out of it you know you think you're going after one thing and something else comes out of it you know so it's been really great so without that scary movie white noise there's thousands of people that would have never you know found out some of this information about uh their spirituality and you know the bigger picture we have in life so not all bad. I, I'm not, you know, I don't follow too much of the, the ghostly stuff. Although, you know, if what I am have experienced is possible, certainly there could be other things possible. And of course, you know, if we want to feel joy, we have to feel pain. So, you know, if there's positive experiences, I suppose there could be some negative stuff out there too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I seem to attract what I pay attention to. And that's the good which Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So we're coming about the top of the hour, which time goes by really fast. What do you want to share that I haven't uh, asked you about, or if there's something, or if you want to just tap into your own inner wisdom and maybe leave us with a some kind of message or inspiration or nothing at all? <laughs> it's but I, I humor? try to uh... humor's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm so not an academic, and so sometimes these <laughs> final closing pointers are not good for me. But, but I just want to. <laughs> yes, you are creative. Yeah, I also kind of ramble, and I'm sure I bounced around and rambled today. Right. You're a good. Man. I I just want to encourage people to, you know, follow their passions, 
and don't be afraid of you know judgment and what people think and if you're uh you know looking to uh looking for some kind of spirit communication information or just uh ghosts and hauntings like we've talked but also more spiritual things there are plenty of spiritual topics at uh on the big seance podcast you know come check us out and yeah i have my own community on facebook the big seance parlor is what we call that on facebook and i've that's been a cool kind of community to see grow as well uh with a lot of my listeners who you know uh are true paranerds (laughs) and so i want to invite people there too but yeah find your community and uh read a good book for real uh, I've slowed down on on reading books, and I think with phones and devices these days, I think we could all use a little lesson of tossing the device and picking up a book again. But uh, that's pick up a book. What are you reading read it. right now? Do you have something? What am I between? reading right now? Yeah, I am reading. Uh, what's it called? Seeking Jordan. Seeking Jordan. Uh, a father who lost his son. Very appropriate for this podcast lost his son and began uh he was a skeptic himself i believe and began communicating with his son it's another one of those we don't die kind of revelations i think it's seeking jordan okay j-o-r-d-a-n pretty cool yeah the book I not a big huge book you mean not a lot of pages or small? Right, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> not a lot of pages. It's not very heavy. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you don't need that. You just need right. some inspiration. I've got in front of me um, the book called This is Spiritualism by a guy named Maurice Barbonell. And he, hmm. he was a reporter back in the, God, 30s, 40s, you know, in the, that heyday of all the seances and things. and oh. And he never believed in any of this kind of world and he actually went to a seance as a as a journalist to see if there's any credibility in it and what happened to him is he uh, thought he fell asleep and he didn't he started channeling the words of one of these ascended masters uh, named silver birch who there's books and books and books of this wisdom written and he was also the um, uh, editor of psychic news magazine he became that after after the fact. Uh-huh. But he, he ended up, you know, I just started reading it, but he's been down to, you know, at this point in the book, he to 3,000 of these seances and really bringing forward, you know, what from the world of a skeptic, you know, what he's seen. So I'm I'm interested, you know, I'm interested mm-hmm. in that. That's how it happens when yeah. you go into it and think, mm-hmm, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Yep. So find your community. <laughs> it can be an online community. It can be a Facebook group. But to know that there's not one of us that's alone. Not not one of us. So in closing, we have had the magnificent, fun, friendly nerd Patrick Keller as our guest. His website is bigseance.com of course I have a link to that on wedontdieradio.com and I'll even put a li- uh, link to the, the book you're reading and to uh, obviously to your podcast as well uh, Patrick because I think it's just awesome it's just awesome and like you brought up that um, 
symposium that I'll be speaking at. It is the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, which is a nonprofit organization that's going to have oh, over 20 of the leading minds as far as afterlife communications, end-of-life things. And if you want to join us, go to afterlifestudies.org or simply go there to check out the uh, the organization, the uh, institute. It's really good stuff. So, Patrick, thanks again. You totally rock. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Ditto to you, my friend. And I'm glad that we've made this connection. It'll be fun sharing your stuff, your podcast, your blog with my listeners and, and vice versa. And um, yeah, it's all good. So, and to our listener, thank you for spending this last hour with Patrick and I. I do hope it's been a value. You know, and I say this every episode, but I mean it with all my heart that I do believe that life is an education for the soul. Your life here is important. Find the truths that resonate with you. Find the words that help you have a good life. Find them. Have the courage, perhaps, to share. You might not need to write a book or start a podcast, but you may wish to. You never have any idea the impact you are on the people around you in your life. So... This is Sandra Champlain. I've been your host, and I really want to thank you for listening. And lots of good episodes coming up real soon. I've got a whole bunch of uh, interviews scheduled. So I want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. 